And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Buff Bourguignon. French beef stew in red wine. We're going to serve it with braised onions and mushrooms and a wine dark sauce. A perfectly delicious dish. So we could put in a little more tomato paste or a little more thyme. In this case, we're fortunately find it's just right. Now for the thickening of it. Now we want to get our pan hot and we're going to saute it in this first until it's brown and then we're going to put it in this pot into which we're going to cook it in the oven. Now this is going to go in the 325 oven and it should cook very, very slowly, just at the bare simmer. And once it's in, except for checking the oven to make sure that it isn't bubbling and boiling. You don't have to look at it anymore. Then all let the sauce drain out. And then we simply put the stew back into the casserole. There. You want the flavor of the onions and the beef to all blend themselves with the stew. That's going a little too hard, so I'll put it inside. There. About two or three minutes, if you have it in the ice box, you heat it up very slowly and baste the meat with the sauce. And then, and then you cover it and, and simmer it very slowly for about two or three minutes until everything is tender and hot through. Well, now this is ready to serve. Right now. Hello, this is Corey Jean, and you're listening to Eat It and Beat It on the Two True Freaks Network. And just remember, do whatever comes first. Hello, and welcome to Eat It, a podcast about food. I am famed director of movies only about food featuring only food seller e demille and i'm here with the world famous cinematic food critic thomas twizzler hello better known as tommy twizzler tommy t i'm actually uh, little known uh because i was the guy that invented biting both ends off of your twizzler and using it as a straw for your soda at the movie theater which I know you did, so don't lie. That's how you know you're old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you talk month... about movie theaters. Yes. <laughs> which don't exist. This this month we're doing movie food and, and like our as our name sort of worked out, I'm I'm gonna be talking mostly about movies featuring about with an important food scene in them, something where food was memorably featured in a movie. And Thomas yeah. Twizzler will be will be getting more in depth into the food you would find in your local movie theater. Yeah, and you know this is or the holiday season. Theater. It's the holiday season, so I'm sure everyone is just chomping at the bit to go to the movies. Get out to the movies. Oh, wait, crowd wait. into that theater. Wait a minute. Pack it. Oh wait a minute. man, see oh, whichever geez. movies packing them in, and 
Oh, I forgot. I'm thinking Get in there and four times. Enjoy a nice, loud, rowdy crowd packed, packed next to each other. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's back that up. All right. I, I was wrong about that. That was before time, and uh, yeah. we're not quite doing that now. But it's no reason why we can't talk is, about the. This is a nostalgia show, I guess. Yeah. We <laughs> can't. It. It's no reason why we can't look back at the grand history that food has played in uh, cinema you know big screen and small screen it's it's always been i mean people people love not just like movies about food or movies that have food or even tv shows that that are food related it it's always been popular yeah well it's food you well, need yeah. it from you need the, it you know from the first time that uh that tv started you know some of the most popular shows were cooking shows or cooking segments on something because you know i I have to say that i i've always loved movies that that had like a food undertone or even you know even watching documentaries on food my god you can you can go to youtube and you can fall into that rabbit hole and learn it was a golden age like when water Uh, for chocolate and fried green tomatoes came out and it was sort of like uh a date movie, like, you know, romantic food, chocolate, that was, I think, about the end of that, that phase. Yeah. But where, like, you know, I, I think, like, the, the Water for, Cho- like, Water for Chocolate book had, like, recipes in it, you know, it that did. everybody I, wanted to make, and... I owned it. I don't have it anymore. But, like, Water for Chocolate is a good example of... A movie that that was that was beautifully filmed and but a lot of the recipes were unreachable i don't know i i don't remember a lot of i remember some things about the movie and you know we'll, we'll we can get into that when it when it comes i'm sure you have a wide a huge list of yes i do moving are, are you are you fond of do you have a soft spot in your heart for for movies that have food or or it didn't make a difference you know some of your favorite movies just happen to be about food and you know you're you're all you're all into that the i mean you know i i'm skimming like a lot of my favorite movies that that involve food are really cannibal movies and we already <laughs> covered cannibalism <laughs> so i don't have texas chainsaw massacre on here or soylent green or, we, did, you know, we did cover cannibalism. Yeah, yeah. So I decided I decided to X cannibal cannibalism movies out of my list because those are like my favorite food movies. Like, I mean, yeah. I remember seeing fried green tomatoes and water for chocolate, and they were perfectly fine. I mean, everybody made a big fuss over them because they were a mass appeal movie, but they were they were they were good movies. But that's yeah, you know they, yeah, you know I'm I'm not like a food movie fiend but yeah i mean food is some of the best scenes in a lot of movies throughout movie history have involved food didn't the texas chainsaw massacre have a which was the one where they were had people in the ground they were making sausages out of them and they were that was motel hell motel hell yeah okay that's the one with the pig suit right that's the guy with well at the end the the farmer wears a a pig head on yeah yeah yeah. yes we we had a when the video I, I, I thought of that one but that's also a cannibal that's yeah, it's a cannibal another, one it's you know sweeney todd another one 
when the video store across the street here closed years ago, we got horribly drunk and my friend walked in there and he was like, I want Motel Hell. Because they were selling everything at a blowout sale. I want all the Friday the 13th and I want Motel Hell. And he would just quote Motel Hell forever. Something about sausage. I don't know. He knows the quote. I sausage quote. pies. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there was there, there was a phrase of like farmer. Yeah. 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 Farmer pies. Or, yeah. Or, that or, was it, a. There's a like a million critters and you're very close. John's critter, critters you're, yep, you're, something you are like that. Very yeah. close to skimming that what that was. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, I, I, I stayed, I stayed, I stayed away from those. I just, it, it just like it just sort of blurbed out like, like, um, uh, mental diarrhea as soon as I started <laughs> writing it down because it's just like this and then this and then, you know, it's like. Oh, you know, uh, I'm like right down. Stand by me for the eating contest, and I was like, "Well, we already did eating contest, but yeah, then that you know, led you... me, but that then that led to puking, which led me to Mr. Creosote and Monty Python's Meaning of Life, another famous puking scene, and like yeah. peace, peace soup being featured prominently in in um, The Exorcist. I was trying to remember the Stand by Me food thing. You had mentioned Stand by Me, and I was like, "What part of Stand by Me?" And then, yep, there was the uh, there was the eating contest in stand by me so yep. yeah that that is definitely definitely um a which good le- which led me to cool hand luke which had oh, the egg eating hard boiled egg eating contest my, my favorite movie of all time i i didn't think about including movies that had certain scenes about food uh which would have taken me you know to a whole other different level and cool hand oh, luke yeah. and, i mean but well, let's we, talk about i i think we probably mentioned this in the in, in the competitive eating, but there was uh, the Great Outdoors with John Candy where he got the giant steak. Oh, Maybe we yeah. talked about that in the beef episode. Yeah, but we he got so the giant many. steak, and you know everybody eats free if he finishes the steak, and then he finished it, but he didn't eat the fat, so they made him <laughs> had to finish the fat in order to to get the free free meals. And I mean, then there's just epic food scenes in my life, like. Close Encounters of the Third Kind when Richard Dreyfus makes the devil's to, you know mashed potatoes. <clears throat> yeah, right. Uh, in front of his whole amazed family, you know, mashed potato. That that was, that was a big scene and that that was an iconic scene in that movie. Um, yeah, well, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Who could? Oh yeah, who could chilled forget monkey the, uh, brains. the yeah. chilled monkey brain scenes, which you know everyone was saying, you know, it's just real. They really do that in some parts of the world, which they never did figure out if they did or if they didn't. Eat well, that's just, the, and that leads to the gross outs, you know, that yep. um, John Belushi with more with more um, mashed potatoes doing a zit impression. Jeez, oh. <laughs> um, um, the candy bar floating in the pool and and in Caddyshack. Yeah, another another good food moment. Um, oh, what was that? Um, Curse of the Vampire with Nicolas Cage eating a live cockroach. Oh God, yeah! Cockroach has always been popular in uh, yep. any type of bug-related stuff. It's always been popular. Yep. Every and, jackass and movie. <laughs> Every jackass movie around <laughs> has always had the gross-out eating. Well, there was there's been a whole fear factor. Well, that's going to the small screen, but yeah, people have a a love for being grossed out. But we are gonna. I want I want to hear your list of of movies that. That food was not just like a small scene, but it was central to the uh, to the the plot of the movie. 
and uh, I have my list, and hopefully they'll they'll intersect, and we'll be able to uh, to give our opinion on them. I'm, hopefully, some of them will. Maybe some of them won't. Maybe I have some oh. obscure ones here. Maybe 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 I'll uh, you can uh, when I mention something, you can tell me. You can see if you can uh, guess what. Also, I'm looking through my list. Okay, here's one. Okay, here's okay. A, here's here's a major food themed um, movie, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, Attack of the Killer the Tomatoes. Name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I I remember watching that on uh, VHS, and a lot of tomatoes. It looked like that festival in Spain where they were throwing tomatoes on people. Yep. And yeah, a lot of tomatoes in that movie. Um, um the the stuff about a sort of like alien life form that looks like fluffernutter that takes over people's minds okay i don't know if i that one doesn't ring a bell it's called the stuff yep it was a b movie but it was definitely that was a main the main theme okay Uh, i'll throw i'll throw one out at you that that comes to mind when i think about food movies not completely about food but it does food does orbit around this movie uh, Don DeLuise and Fatso. Oh, I've never seen that. You've never seen it was it was actually the first movie um, that Mel Brooks uh, produced under his uh, Brooks Film or whatever his his film company. It it is uh, to me it, it's a classic. He plays you know a guy that is obsessed with food, and it got a lot of flack because um, it it was almost making fun of. Of um, yeah, eating disorders, Dom De- Deloise. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it was one of his more. It was actually a pretty. He, it was. It had moments of slapstick, but it was a pretty serious movie dealing with a guy that was like horribly depressed because he was overweight. But um, there are some. You know, he's part of this of this uh, like AA, but for food. And he has to report to them, and they sneak up on him and see if he's eating or see if he's not eating. And there's this one scene where everyone in the in this food AA just falls off the wagon, and they make this incredible like feast, Italian feast in his in his apartment. And these big fat guys are all eating, and then at the end they just wind up breaking down and crying. But that movie, it, if you've never seen Fatso, it's um, it you know it's it's you know. Different side of Don DeLuise that you don't see in in Smokey and the Bandit movies and stuff like that. It, it, it's a good food movie to me. Um, Willy Wonka. You know, I thought about including Willy Wonka, but that is that is definitely a food um, food uh, centered movie. I mean, yeah, hey, they're constantly eating food and bathing in it. And... Oh, but then you read the book and you realize the book is so much darker than the movie because those kids die in the book. There's no miraculous coming back. They, you know, they, they, you know, what is, a what's the kid that, that drinks from the chocolate river? Augustus? Augustus. Augustus. Augustus yeah. Yeah. I mean, just drinking from a chocolate river. I mean, holy shit. And, Sounds like and, a euphemism for our next part, next segment. <laughs> That's not, God, no spoilers. But yeah, I, I do love I do love the original um, Willy Wonka, and it's just bizarre, especially the ride in the Chocolate River in the gondola where you can see chickens getting their heads cut off, and just wow! Try when 
when my son was little, we would watch that, and you know, he was maybe three, four. I would always kind of try and fast forward past that chicken getting his head chopped off in the in the. I uh, saw it in the theater, so there was no fast forward. <laughs> and you noticed that all right away. big as hell. Oh uh, yeah, all the the, the, the video they thinking all that. That was all from horror movies too. Yeah. Oh god, deep, deep movie. But yeah, that's a great one. That that is a uh, and you know we we all wanted the everlasting gobstopper, and the and the drink that makes us uh, float, you know. And there was other oh and the snozberry. Every once in a while, someone will, will say, "What kind of pie is that?" And I'll say, "Snozberry," and they'll just not get it at all. Most most of the younger kids don't have any idea what the fuck I'm talking about when I talk about. Willy yeah, Wonka. but do do people do you get the snozberry on the William Russ Burroughs level? <sighs> Burroughs, naked lunch. Could that yeah, be? I think snozberry was the the taste of dick. Oh Jesus! So like it's a it's a William S. Burroughs joke in that the the screenwriters put in there. So I when they look no, in the wall, I had no idea. It's yeah, don't, genius. Don't don't quote me on the William S. Burroughs part, but I'm pretty sure it comes from William S. Burroughs, just like the just like the Steely Dan did. But that's for well, the it, next part. It sounds like William S. Burroughs. You know, just yeah. pour myself a little bit of liquid food here. So I can continue on a somewhat coherent rant. Um, let me think. Children of the Corn. Children of the Corn. Okay. How much food was related? Was was uh was dealt with in Children of the Corn? Just corn. Tons. Metric tons. Cornfields filled. Oh, jeez! It's corn. been so many years. Corn um, stuffed in people's mouths like like scarecrows. All oh that. God! The corn was life for them. It was all about the corn. It was in the title of every one of the movies. Silver of the corn. I okay. I've got I've got one a recent, um, fairly recent that that I thought was pretty good. Julia and Julia. Have you ever had a chance to see that? No. Okay. Julia and Julia stars Amy Adams and uh, Meryl Streep. And of course, Amy Adams is my would be my pass because if I could, you know, have. One woman for one day at Amy Adams. I love Amy Adams. But it's a true story um, about a a girl that starts a blog cooking every one of Julia Child's recipes. Oh, yeah. I, from, I remember from that. From the, uh, the Joy of Cooking, the French cookbook she came out with. Every single one. But they did an interesting take on it where as they followed her life as she starts this successful blog and every day she's going to cook a recipe from this book. She's going to start from the book and just work her way through it. And then they also have Julia Child's life. Her going to cooking school and, all, and you know, all that. Uh, and it turns out that in real life and in the movie, Julia Child wasn't a fan of this girl's blog. Here this girl, like... She idolized Julia Child, but when someone finally asked her if she knew about this woman out there that was attempting to cook every one of her recipes from her fabulous, famous French cookbook, she wasn't very happy about it. And it kind of crushed Amy Adams, you know? But, well, because I think it's a, I, I can see that. Well, I haven't seen the movie, but <clears throat> or talked to or, or talked to Julia Child about it. But I would imagine she's like, dead. it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or seen Julia? an interview with Julia Child on the on the subject. I 
I, it's like the, she's not, she, it. It, it's from it. Julia Child's point of view, she's missing the point, you know, of why Julia Child wrote the book and was into cooking and stuff and was like, you know, doing a march through it and stuff. If it were me, I'd be a lot, I'd be flattered by it. Yeah, but like, exactly, I can see Julia Child being just exactly, like, you don't get it. That's exactly pretty much what she said. It's not the intent to race yourself through my book. It's not that that's not really what it's for yeah you know because when and, you think about it you're gonna ha like well you know you cook you know if if you had to like if you were bound by the next recipe in a book you're bound and you were doing a daily blog was she doing like a daily blog about it like i don't know day? if it was daily or weekly or what she was doing or I, just on a regular schedule daily. yeah you know yeah. i mean daily would be like it would have to be your job to do that because you're gonna have to find all the ingredients you're gonna have to like you're gonna be have to be fairly comfortable because you're gonna be buying lots of meat and cheese and yep. there's gonna be some things and, you just don't want to make. Yeah, and there's gonna be stuff that you're gonna have that are gonna be like weird seafood stuff that's not mm -hmm. really local mm -hmm. to where you are and shit like that. And that's also but that's interesting because then you have to search. You have a story of of searching for this. You, you know you but you build it. It gets built into her own thing. Yeah. And yeah, as Julia Child, she sort of turned her thing into, into her thing. She took Julia Child's thing, made it into her thing, and while while not getting it. So, yeah. But, you know, that's okay that Julia Child doesn't like it. Obviously, other people... Yeah, they loved it. I mean, it, it made this. It made this girl. She wrote a book, and then she got the screenplay, and, you know, good for her. Julia Child and her hump back and just hither on away. But... Yeah, I, that was, one of my... Favorites is the Slammin' Salmon. The Slammin' is, Salmon. Yeah, it's a comedy by the guys who did um, Bro Broken Lizard, the guys who did um, Super Troopers. Okay, I remember. I know Super Troopers, but but talk to me about about Slammin' Salmon. Slammin' Salmon, as someone who's worked in, a, I like. There's three of their movies that I think are all just comparably incredibly good. Slam and Salmon being one of them, but it's kind of my personal favorite because it's set in a restaurant and it's set in like a slightly different kind of restaurant than I, I, I would work in usually, mm -hmm. but it has a lot of the common characters and they are, they are, a, they are crude. And but that, what, but that is the restaurant business, there's, right? There's I been mean, a lot of movies like that. There was, I think, Waiting was one of them, yep. too, and and stuff like that. But this one is the one that gets it right <laughs> between the customers, the cooks, how the cooks prepare. There's a great sequence where the sa the, the the fish is going bad. Um, it's like some sort of tilapia. It's going, it's, it's, it's going south. We got it. We got to sell, push the tilapia special. And so you see the waiters, you know, using the different waiter styles and it's an upscale restaurant. So they're all really slick using their, you know, the pretty waitress, Changing or, the word, yeah. pretty waitresses, pretty waitress. One of them's a dancer and she's like practicing her dance move in front of a table full of guys and stuff like it. And, and. You know, you should try the tilapia, and like, and then there'll be one guy going, "I don't know, I don't." <laughs> is it a very fishy fish? I'm not a very. Yeah. Fish, I don't really like fishy flavor. No, yeah. actually, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because tilapia is this 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 certain type of tilapia is one of the least fishy fish of all the fish. Gross. 
gross. And then they have another guy going, is it really fishy? Because I like it. Fi-. Well, you know, it's one of the fishier flavored fishes. <laughs> just, you know, just doing anything, doing anything to sell it because it's going bad in, in an upscale restaurant. And like there's just, you know, I mean, that's happening every day all the time. And the boss is crazy. And my favorite, so- my favorite, favorite scene, though, is how the waiter or how the, the cook who is the head cook who is personally insulted by any thing that comes back and abuses the waiter. And there's one waiter in there who's extremely slick and knows how to, you know, how to massage the guy's ego and he comes, you because know, they'll come back and they'll say, this is cold. They want to heat it up. They go fuck themselves. That was fucking, you know, and like the, the waiter, the one waiter would come in and just be like, ah, you know, I got your, I got this soup here. She said it was a little cold. I said she was fucking crazy and fuck herself. But, you know, uh, she wants to heat it up. And the cook's just like, oh, I'll heat it up. So, yeah. Just hands it to his assistant who puts it in the microwave and sets it on like 10 minutes. And then they show him like going, oh, like looking in the microwave just like, yes. And then removing it with like these long like metal tongs that look like those tongs that you would pick up blocks of ice with. And he's got his head over it, and he's nodding, and sweat's coming down his face, and snot's dripping out his nose because there's so much steam coming out of it. And he's just like, "There we go." This is it. So, as someone That's that has very worked, realistic. as someone that has worked in the restaurant industry, okay. Now, I I work, you know, in kind of you know a food serving capacity, and and I know that when I have to sell something that is not particularly what people want like people are back in the days when we had these huge sky ships that, that flew in the sky we had you know people in first class and you would run out of all the good stuff and then you have to sell something like buffalo chicken macaroni and cheese to businessmen that wanted nothing to do with this you would have to change it you would have to go and say yes we have the cheese pasta served with uh spicy chicken uh, breast and they would go well that sounds pretty good now if you say cheese macaroni and cheese you know no one they're not 12 they're not gonna want to yeah. eat that shit but what you're saying is that movie do you find that that most movies that deal with with uh food service or deal with kitchens don't get it right except for the slam and salmon they'll, they'll get they'll get details right but they they the slam and salmon exaggerates it enough to pull the truth out of a lot of the the politics and mechanics of a restaurant whereas there was stuff like like that 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 one waiting had had several very good scenes of the cooks like the cooks with a nice clean kitchen it's five minutes it's you know they're literally waiting for the clock to tick on the last second and they they're they're like polishing up the last you know they're they're just ready to switch off the lights and then an, or, <laughs> and an order comes going. in and they're just like Fuck! you know <laughs> just start just start slamming stuff around and throw it and like yeah that was you know there were there were some very but they were just little touches this one the whole thing there's us from what takes I placed inside the restaurant and there's you know, any romantic subplots or anything take place in the course of the 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 shift at work. It, there's none of this like outside romantic. You so know. much so that you think that the writers had to have either worked in the food industry. Or, oh yeah. Or... Oh yeah. One thousand million percent. One hundred. Th- there's one of them that goes off to be in a movie, 
and like got a like got a movie job quit the place like dramatically like he poured like like sloppy soup down his pants and then went through the dining room kicking his legs (laughs) i quit and then got a nose job to be in a movie and then like pissed off the director and got blacklisted and had to come back had to come back (laughs) There's a lot of drinking that goes on in the restaurant industry as well. I mean, there's a lot of drinking that goes on. This there's a lot of drinking that goes along in uh, a lot in in this. Lots and lots of drinking. Well, that's gonna be on my list. Oh, you treat yourself. Treat yourself. Salmon, salmon. I got multiple viewings. uh, It's 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 good to watch over and over again because it's just so much to. He, so here's see and appreciate. Here's one that I put down and um supersize me. Yep. I mean supersize that, me. That and thinner are almost the answer. Thinner. Geez. Thinner. Oh, I hadn't didn't think about didn't think about thinner. But supersize me on my list. Open my eyes for a little while, you know, uh before before I just, I, you know, figured out there's no way I'm not going <laughs> to, once in a while, I treat myself to McDonald's. But it was actually food to the point where, where it was almost difficult to watch, you know. It was almost a difficult movie to watch as, as, as to see a guy that would live an entire year on McDonald's. I mean, just yeah. think about how crazy that is, I couldn't you know? do that. I couldn't do it. It would be so gross. Like, literally, like I like McDonald's once in yeah. a while. In- and a lot of times I'm trapped with a McDonald's at work. And there was a time where I would eat there one, like once a week. I would let myself in. If I ate there twice a week, it wasn't that I would feel bad. It's just that the food is so, like, it's, it's the same. It's just... A few basic things, sort of, you know. It and was it's thirty all... days. A year was it was it was Morgan Spurlock, uh, and I guess that was his fifteen minutes. You know, he did do Supersize Me, and then for a while he had kind of a documentary type of show on TV he, that. Kind yeah, of he dealt just with came him. out with another movie yeah. called uh, Supersize Me Two with chickens. Yeah. Holy chicken! Supersize Me um, Two. Uh, I didn't. I haven't watched that one yet, but that is a sequel. Um, you know, uh, I think it, I think that that movie led to McDonald's maybe stepping back and ordering, you know, offering more salads and 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 on their on their happy well, meals. Well, they don't have supersize anymore. No, they they don't. And and uh, I ate at McDonald's just the other day because I was running between flights and I had to eat something and I didn't want to get a hamburger because I had a hamburger at a brew pub the other day. I said I'll get one of these chicken sandwiches. Big mistake. Oh, Jesus Christ. There was no, it tasted like cardboard. It tasted like absolute fucking cardboard. And I can't imagine eating McDonald's for an entire, entire, that was 2004. So it, you know, it's, it's been a while. And it, the McDonald's of that time was totally different than the McDonald's, you know, that, that they have. But you're right. They don't supersize anymore. And with the, once in a while, the, the McRib is back right now, which I've never had. But, um, it's terrible. Part of me, hey, any type of reconstituted meat in the shape of rib, come on. Marketing genius, though, only bringing it back uh, once in a while, you know. Especially now, people definitely yeah. want their. Uh, but yeah, that, I that's remember the McRib being a big deal when it first came out, and now that I've actually eaten <laughs> bar- real barbecue, a McRib is yeah the yeah. Well, it spawned yeah. one of the best episodes of The Simpsons, uh, 
ever where, where Homer gets addicted to um to a, a what was it? I can't remember the name of the restaurant. In, like, in, it was Krusty Burgers. Yeah, Krusty Burgers. Rib, rib wits or something, and and he spent the whole time eating this sauce that gave him made him like trip out. And uh, yeah, that movie was on the verge of making me uneasy with aspects of the fast food industry. Yeah. But but then again, you know, no one's gonna. Your normal person isn't gonna eat fast food for thirty days. I mean, there's a lot of people that you know. Sometimes that's no. There's maybe some all they that's afford. basically that's all they eat. Yeah. You know, there was there was there's a guy I can't remember what his name was, but he ate it. That's all he ate it is he ate at McDonald's every day. Oh God, but uh, that that was that was one of the ones that made my list. Uh, I, how about okay? What's 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 another one that you got? Yeah, let's see. Um, let's see if babe. I've seen it. Which one is it? Babe. The pig movie? Yeah. That whole movie is all about Babe. And it's his place in the universe, which is food. Which is food, yeah. Uh, the, kind of an updated Charlotte's Web. Yep. You know, some pig. But yeah, Babe, okay, yeah. he's he's When he finds out that you know he's going to be eaten... That's uh, that's mostly most of my like super all about food ones. I just have tons of. You got a twist of the mac to, to the just macabre. famous food moments, poison and, dates and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh yeah, poison dates and Raiders. I still the best quote. I still throw it out to to leave my friend once in a while when he doesn't want to eat something. I'll just say Bad to him, dates. "This is more than these people get to eat in a year." You're insulting them, and you're embarrassing me, which never fails to get, like, a little cackle out of him. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say bad dates. Go bad dates, yeah. Bad dates is, is, is another good uh, uh, a, a good line from that movie. But, okay. Yeah. Um, James Cagney smearing a grapefruit into his girlfriend's face in The, in the Public Enemy is oh, an yeah. all-time iconic uh there's, there's easier way to juice a grapefruit but but yeah okay um let me think um you ever seen what's up tiger lily with with um woody uh woody allen woody allen's what's up tiger lily yep it's been years but the entire the entire quest of the um of the movie was finding a um a recipe for the perfect egg salad that's right perfect egg salad. i had a, I had a roommate that was a big What's up, Tiger Lily? Was on his list of, of favorites, and uh, oh, what's the movie where Woody Allen played the bank robber? Oh yeah, I know. Um, oh, take fuck. the money and run. Take the money and run, which I, which I love too. I, I I own it on uh, on DVD. I love Take the Money and Run. Have you ever seen a movie called The Big Night? The directorial was, Stan, uh, Stanley Tucci. It was his first uh, movie. It's got a very young Tony Shalhoub. So like it was a wedding movie. It, yeah, it's two brothers. Uh, they're from Italy, and they open up this restaurant in New Jersey, and the oh. business isn't doing very well because they make this incredibly authentic Italian food. And there are some Tony Shalhoub is great in whatever he does, but there is one you know, that they, you know, he won't make like. Mutts, you will make a spaghetti and the meatballs. You know, he'll make these beautiful pasta dishes that look like cakes, and he won't compromise. And uh, 
it's a great movie just just to look at the food and to look at the acting and it breaks your heart because there is a night when this famous band leader is set to um to play at the restaurant and they figure this is their big break okay they're gonna they're gonna go all out and make this food and this band leader is gonna be their ticket he's gonna come back he's gonna them but the guy never shows up and it, it's it's incredibly sad but it's it's uh it's a really really great great movie if you want to see like hardcore italian cooking i mean just shit you've never even dreamed of but this restaurant you know it, it's failing because you know it's in it's in new jersey and people want their par- eggplant parm and they want their right and and they want their um their spaghetti and meatballs but it's beautiful uh just for this uh, pasta looks like a deep dish pizza made with pasta I, I can't explain it it's been years since I, I i know what you're talking about i've heard of that before i know but it. it's it's a beautiful thing and a and a, a great movie and it makes me sad to think that people aren't won't try really authentic authentic foods from from different countries you know well the restaurant business is mm-hmm. the most tragic business ever yeah i being, mean being great at what you do is not always the the nope. determining factor over your success. I mean, if you are in New York and you're in my neighborhood, you are either, if you're going to go out to eat, you're going to have pizza, you're going to have Chinese, you are going to have Indian, and those are the big ones, man. Or you're going to go to the diner. Anyone that tries to open like an authentic Ethiopian restaurant here in this neighborhood, well, any restaurant right now, but before it, they're going to fail because we just we're not you know that's one thing when i went up there to rochester to visit you i was surprised at how many ethnic Probably restaurants three ethiopian restaurants yeah. actually and, uh, lebanese wasn't there a great lebanese restaurant sure. I mean, we didn't There's we didn't several. have enough time to go you know in the city this is different if you're in the city you know you can open all of these these fancy yeah. restaurants but here in queens people want what they want if you're in an Indian, West Indian neighborhood, you got to have roti. You have to have that type of food, or or it's not going to make it. And and uh, you know you have to offer takeout, especially now. But even then, if you didn't offer takeout, you know people you weren't you weren't going to do well. And that's what the big night reminds me of. It's just sad that uh, that people don't want to experiment. I mean, we had our get-togethers. We always tried to make it a point to, to make food that people might not have had in their neck of the woods. If it's paella, if it's roasted pig, if it's fancy sandwiches. And, you know, the first time we did that, people had some genuine problems <laughs> eating the spread that we put out because you know, they weren't used to it. They 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 weren't used to, to the food. And you can't blame them, you know? People usually aren't adventuresome. People... So- like there's so many people that are like just sketchy about food that they didn't make themselves. Yeah. I have a coworker. I'll make I'll make uh, if I make food for people to share, I'll be just like I'll be like, you should try this. It's blah blah blah. And I'll look at him. I'm like, I know you're not gonna try it. I'm not even gonna try and sell it on you because he <laughs> didn't touch. Somebody else touched it and made it. It's different when he goes to a restaurant or something like that. But it's just yeah. And there's a lot of people like that, and and they just maybe not don't say anything about it. But like I work with him, so I just figured it out after a while. I was like, oh okay, <laughs> that's his deal. Yeah, he's yeah. gotta he's gotta see it made, you know. 
He's got to be the one that makes it if he's eating it. Well, I threw, <laughs> maybe I his this, wife, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I threw this question out to some co-workers of mine the other day. And I got, you had mentioned this was on your list. But the movie shook a lot. Yes. Uh, it was, it was, um, I remember seeing it years ago. I, I guess it, you know, it was Johnny Depp. Uh, and I believe it's, it. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but these this mother and daughter move into this very Catholic, I guess, French town, I think, and they open up a chocolate shop, and their chocolate is so good that the church is like <laughs> starting to become against them because it's making people think and do sinful things, you know. Uh, I I barely remember it, but I had like three people tell me that that was that was a great food-related movie. I remember getting good reviews. I never saw it. It's been years since I saw it. Um, and uh, along that note, I guess uh, we have to mention Like Water for Chocolate. Uh, you know, you said it was a perfectly acceptable movie. Um, and yeah, I, I, I saw it and it is a beautifully uh, filmed movie. But, you know, and the food, it, it's, you know, it's not... It's well. It's about the youngest daughter in a family uh, who is forbidden to marry her true love uh, because she's got to stay home and take care of her mother because that's the way it works. And her true love winds up marrying her older sister. And even though she still, you know, loves the guy, and she's it creates so much tension in the family that this girl's emotions start manning them, manifesting themselves in the food that she makes. Um, it it is uh, it you know it, it it takes place in Mexico, but they're not going to be making you know burritos and shit like that. They are making like quail with mole sauce and rose petals and rose water sprinkled with with sesame seeds. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Uh, a beautifully filmed um, movie, and I remember buying the book. And I found I did cook one recipe from the from the book. It was a mole for a girl I was dating at the time. And it was fine. I didn't like the their rec- mole. No, most of the recipes were pretty much unreachable. It was a book that happened to have a few recipes in it thrown in there, and most of them were just stuff that that you're never gonna make, uh, you know, rose water quail and and stuff like that. But but it was a beautifully filmed movie and and. And I and I don't think I ever read the book. I think I just flipped through it for the recipes. But uh, pe- people do. They love it. I mean, do you remember a lot about it? I just remember it was a big deal and it made everybody want to eat Mexican food on a date because they thought it would make their date <laughs> horny. So all of a sudden horny. everybody wanted mole sauce. That's yeah. that. I, I remember all that, you know, but like like it was a new thing but that's just the nature of food mm-hmm. i remember it being a trend i remember trying to make their mole sauce we've thought about running it as a special in it and it was inferior to our mole sauce in yeah, many ways I, and it and was, it was too much of a pain in the ass to make it oh yeah it had, mole it sauce had so many ingredients and it, it was a it was a mole a novel, does but, mole does i know but I like a mole that I might be able to find the stuff that I'm going to be able to uh, right, to put in right. it. You know, right. I can't find half of the stuff that 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 this thing had, so I had to. Um, right, and then I had to improvise. You know, 
you know so yeah but yeah you know but it was probably maybe the high one of the high water points in your fancy food movies you know uh anything else on your list before i i'm going to give you my all-time favorite um movie dealing with food maybe we have the same one who knows all right i'm ready for it okay you're ready okay ratatouille i've never seen it you've never seen ratatouille about the mouse no. that did no oh, man one of the most underrated i think oh Disney no it was humongous uh, over, i'm sorry yeah pp i just don't think it got as much hype as it as it as it as it should have it was beautiful i mean compared to like you know stuff like aladdin and uh but it you know it first i love pat oswald i i think he's a great a great voice and he's he's definitely a geek too i mean he is one of us if you've ever seen his uh his rant from parks and recreation about what he thought the next star wars movie was going to be totally ad-lib okay he ad-libbed that and it is beautiful and and uh the food that they create in that in that movie and just absolutely i i loved it i really i really did i i i love it but you don't see a lot of uh ratatouille merchandise out there right now it was never anything uh well it was 10 years ago <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> remember that i would have had a ratatouille Grandpa. goddamn cook bake cook set you know i would have i would have had it but that that's my my favorite um movie uh type of uh film but i now i i know that we've been we've been talking a lot about we're gonna have to talk a little bit about about uh, food in, in, in movie theaters. So food food in, in movie theaters, it wasn't even allowed when, when movie theaters started to open, you know? And, and it wasn't, people would bring their own food in. Everything came off the street, you know, and totally against what, what, they, uh, what they do now. Uh, if you can imagine just buying a fried chicken or, or just eating it and throwing it on the floor, but finally they decided, hey, we can make a lot of money by, uh, by, by making, you know, selling concessions out here and of course by far the most popular food is the pop of corn you know and and uh it, it outshines anything else in the i mean you can get now you can get hot dogs and nachos and i never would dream of eating that stuff in a movie theater beside what i would sneak in drink wise popcorn is what i go for uh but and i started thinking like okay well, it's got to be more to popcorn and who would we actually go to to learn as much about popcorn as we possibly in a, could. In a few months before he's had one, but he's back. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've, we've he's been, but it is, in case you haven't guessed, it's Mr. George Leonard Herter from uh, Bull Cook and Authentic Historic Recipes and Practices, hailing from uh, Wasaka, Minnesota. Now, who would have thought that he had a lot to say about popcorn? I mean, he, he you know, it doesn't piss him off. Popcorn does not piss him off. But uh, but he does have a few things to say and an interesting popcorn recipe if you want to be totally uh, authentic about popcorn. Now he even knows uh, who actually invented modern popcorn making. You know, it's credited to uh, to this cat to Charles uh, Creter of Chicago who invented the modern popcorn making machine, which made you know popcorn making into an art because you could push it back 
and you could push it around and people loved it and they could see popcorn uh, being popped. And and he absolutely loved it. But if you're going to go back to who popped the first kernel, now throughout history, uh, most people that will understand there's evidence that popcorn was found in New Mexico and is old as old as 5,600 years ago. And it was found in yeah, Mexican that's what funerals. I that's what yeah. I was going to say. It, it has been around a long, a long time. And it migrated all the way across the United States. And George Leonard Herder has a couple of tips on popcorn and a recipe. Now, granted, he did this before there was specific popcorn for popping, you know. But he says, keep your popcorn stored in the refrigerator or as cold a place as possible. Keep the popcorn in an open, not closed container. The popcorn will absorb uh, some moisture in the refrigerator, which will, of course, turn into steam. And then you heat the corn, causing it to burst as large and fluffy as possible. Popcorn uh, that has become dried out will not pop. And, uh, and it can always be put in the refrigerator. And it will pop well after being put in the refrigerator for a few weeks. Now, I didn't do that because... Uh, we have popping corn now. We have, we have the Orville Redenbacher. Back in those days, you had the popcorn that came in the bags, and it was probably, you know, you were kind of jiffy pop, and you were just wondering if one was going to pop or not. But uh, our forefathers, Puritan forefathers, did not eat popcorn as a snack, as so many of us do today. Corn was much too valuable an asset and was used mostly to make bread. Uh, they were, he was basically, you know, that, that they were working too hard to snack around popcorn. But the way that they did eat popcorn was as a breakfast food. Take a bowl of popcorn. Hang on, I have it here. I popped it a little bit earlier. A bowl of popcorn. Sprinkle this popcorn. This is just normal popcorn. Sprinkle it with a little bit of sugar right now and then you you pour milk over it okay and the kernels are shrinking up I was gonna say well aren't they just gonna like they're turn yep, the mush? they're they're dissolving here they're, they're kind of getting a little mushy but uh, let's see what our forefathers would eat for breakfast hmm. you know it almost tastes like corn puff cereal but not as much sugar very interesting not bad I wouldn't do it but it's definitely not disgusting cinnamon sugar might be good mm. cinnamon sugar would be good but mm, our, our Puritan forefathers had a tough time getting cinnamon Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I'm not going to finish the whole bowl because I'm having yeah. whiskey. So, but, you know, <laughs> definitely George Leonard Herder's, Herder's thoughts on popcorn and its history and what to do with it. And with that, I, I, you know, I got to wash this shit down with a little bit of whiskey. That's not going to be the best taste in the world, but it won't be the worst. But that's our look. Unless you have any final um, things you might want to add. No, not really. Looking at, at food in, in uh, history and in c cinematic history, um, a fun little topic that we can throw out as you, uh, throw out to you. And um, 
it's going to time for us to like, get out of our chairs and, and bring over the next part of our show. And I'm looking over at the green room and it definitely is green. There is a green like tinge to it, like someone's shooting a really crappy video or it's either that or a Borg ship. Um, and, uh, you, well, something's going on in there. Uh, but, uh, there's a lot of bodyguards around a lot of, a lot of bodyguards and, and the underage chick, I don't know, to our standards, but with that, you know, I think we should maybe go pull up a couple of chairs in there and, uh, check it out and make way for the, uh, for the next segment of our show. All right. We'll be right back. Hiya, preverts. I know the goddamn cornhole virus is keeping you at home and not out here at Maury Clawhammer's House of Adult Entertainment and Marriage Counseling Center, and that's totally understandable. I'd like to be out there mixing it up with all the available bodily fluids, but if I'm gonna pay to get something shoved down my throat, then it's not gonna be a respirator tube, okay? That's why I've come up with a new cutting-edge solution. Now that you're stuck at home, you're probably doing what a lot of folks are doing. Making filthy videos of you and your special other, or others. That's fine at first, but after a couple months it gets a little boring staring at the same old faces. Over and over and over. Well, now thanks to state-of-the-art deepfake technology, we can replace those bland, flabby old faces with the expensively toned mugs of real celebrities. We can slap anyone on there, and get this, using my incredible chameleon-like vocal abilities, I will painstakingly recreate the voice of any celebrity you want. hoo You are having sex with Al Pacino! Uh, hi. Jimmy Stewart is having a wonderful life with these anal beads from Clawhammers. Could you ever believe that you would be me, Myla Jovovovich, and my was slowly my That's right. I know you can't believe your ears, but that's not them. It's me! I've got the deep fake software, this golden voice, and a lot of time on my hands. So let's make this happen. Hop onto the virtual store online and place your order today. Oh yeah, if it's someone from the black and white movie days, it's gonna look a little funky. Live with it. And if you can get enough steady video on your neighbor's face, we can do that too. Just saying. Try out our Walk of Fame special. If you want to get weird, try our $50 face swap and redefine Switch Hitter. Maury's, cleaning all the pipes since 1969. Come on down. But don't come on down, just come online. And yeah, I'm not even gonna make that joke. Hello and welcome to Beat It, a porno podcast. I am uh, famed, famed pornographer of the stars, 
Celebrity Skin with two N's. And I'm here with famous uh, uh, celebrity reporter and photographer. It's uh, not me. Hey, I needed the money. What could I say? I needed the money at the time. It's a, it's a living. Yeah, yeah, it's a living. It's a living. And and a fun topic that that you uh, you kicked out to me the other day. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you uh, share what this was and and what we looked into well, for this for this part of the show. I I, I think I mean as it was your baby. You there's obviously been many. Many celebrities who've like gotten naked in movies and stuff, oh, but they literally have published like encyclopedia style books on on all that. You can find basically almost anybody naked. These are the ones that's that aren't like Hollywood productions. These are the homemade ones that mostly weren't supposed to come out or shouldn't have come out or sometimes purposely came out. Um but yeah just uh years and years of scandal so uh oh yeah uh i mean my my first my first one was the well i didn't see that but my first experience with one was the rob Lowe. okay you don't really you you don't really see that one because one of the girls was underage in it one of the girls was like 16 years old or something like that I remember it, when that hit. They 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 showed segments of it um, on TV, super blurred, and uh, yeah, that was a big pause in Rob Blow's career. <laughs> that was when it was it was it wasn't really like a boon to your career. Yeah, look look these these pornos, and this may seem rather simplistic, but you don't make these are things that. Maybe with the exception of Rob Lowe, I don't know. But are, these are things that maybe y- you make before you get famous or after you get famous, and maybe if well, it gets you know, out, I if, don't if think it gets Rob out... Lowe could make them before he got famous. This was like, you know, this was like in the ho- he wanted to document that he was twenty some years old or what, however old he was, and he was young and full of money and coke and could throw three women into his room and like got it on tape and probably just wanted it for his archives show his friends yeah. <laughs> look I, I think that 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 stuff like this was most popular maybe in the 90s at least a lot of the ones that that uh that i and, and it wasn't easy to find these i remember when these came out uh and i'm gonna throw the the example of the paris hilton tape um one night in Paris or whatever. Oh, it that was. was an easy one. Uh, I had we it, all of us we had a a hard time to find one that wasn't cut. You know, it wasn't like the whole thing. See, Par- I mean, it, Par- it's easy. Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian. That was their career starters. Like Paris Hilton did it on released it on purpose. So like that. I mean. Like she released it underground on purpose, and then it came out as an actual for sale tape. So once yeah. it was a for sale tape, the whole thing was all of a sudden all over the internet. But before that, it wasn't too hard to find because she wasn't trying to stop it, you know. Well, not according to Paris. Well, yeah, uh, right. Paris well, now, you know, she's come out with this documentary that says that she was 18 years old, and she was 
madly in love with this is you know it was actually 2004 um i thought it was earlier but it wasn't it was 2004 and her boy and her classic douchebag boyfriend rick solomon who's a piece of work anyway he supposedly uh filmed this and kind of just talked her into it and she was in love and she didn't know what she you know of course looking uh-huh. at her, you, you kind of knew what that she knew what she was doing uh, but there was like this green tinge to it. It was like watching raccoons. Well, it was on the night, night vision. There was some watching, in the bathroom that was that was lit. <laughs> watching raccoons dump over a garbage can and rut through the fucking trash. But uh, Rick Solomon, who is now a professional gambler, mind you, a few years ago he actually took the whole thing, cleaned it up, got rid of the green. Uh, and you know, Ollie George Lucas did, and cleaned it up and did all this stuff. So now you can see it. And, and he actually, if you have the stomach for it, you can watch the running commentary that he does about you know, oh well, she was 19 years old, and you know, she she was he says she was 18, and the reason why she did it was because of her fucked up boarding school experience, and you know, she would never do it. It was a big mistake. Now, but you're right, it did launch, you know, whatever. Yeah. 15 minute career she had at the time. Yeah, and she's not going to release any narrative about like, oh, I figured if I if like this, you know, or or it just happened and all of a sudden I'm famous and you know, yeah. Uh, I, they're both a piece, they're both pieces of work, you know. They and, they, and they are. I I, I What's funny is China titled hers One Night in China. <laughs> And, like, Paris was on the way in, and China was doing hers on the way out. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, you know, something that, that you're going to do. That's usually how you do it. You usually come in, come in with one, <laughs> or you're going out with one. <laughs> I, we were looking so hard for, to try and find that thing, and, and, man, now I'm watching it, and I just feel like a perv, you know? I mean... So much of it is dry humping, and, you know, she's got her little belly button earring, you know, and, and, well, it, it's a lot of blowjobs. I gotta you know? tell you, like, I never feel pervy watching any of the <laughs> celebrity porn, because it's so goddamn boring. They're so Wasn't bad it, though? At it. They're so oh. bad at it. There isn't a single, single one of any of these, of these tapes on my list that that had any value outside of curiosity value of anybody (laughs) when i found out that there was a video of this one british actress having a lesbian sex with michonne from the walking dead Mm -hmm. i thought we were uh talking some turkey here you know yeah and and uh no it's 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 horribly Mm -hmm. boring it's horribly like bland and boring, and you go, oh, I just saw Michonne naked. Yeah. Oh well, and there there's we go. no, there's no katana or whatever the uh, the sword. I, she, I, I realized yeah. that when my friends and I all pitched in and bought the Pamela Anderson videotape on VHS <sighs> from the same guy who used to set up out in the mall and would sell bootleg concert footage, so <laughs> we paid thirty dollars for the Pam Anderson tape to just wow. see how like, and and went home and put it in, and we're like, wow, this is. This is these guys don't even have exciting sex. It's just like Tommy Lee going, "Babe, look, my dick yeah. is big," and her going, 
oh babe i'm gonna totally suck it and he goes babe that's awesome yeah and, that was that's and i'm not even actually. exaggerating well everybody's seen it everybody knows and it's just like okay guys you know that you know i i mean almost the most important thing i think in those movies was them showing like look dude we, we rented our own yacht <laughs> you yeah know? in the middle of that, lake mead or wherever was, the fuck they were you know i'm yeah. gonna honk the horn with my dick and yeah. you know, and and it, it's it it it's just just bless. Same with same with um, Kim Kardashian and Ray J. It's just okay. Like, I couldn't get through that one. I could that that was so MTV style put together, and and there were too many pillows on the side of the wall. It was it was awful. That was something I had had no. I couldn't. I mean, I I could watch. I watched the Pamela Anderson one. Even even though the camera work was like one of those guys that films himself on YouTube well, going to the flea market with a hand now camera they, and they've it's up trimmed and down. that one down. Somebody's edited that down to an effective six to eight minutes, where that the tape we had was like an hour and a half long of that yeah. bullshit, you know, <laughs> and you don't want to watch it, you know. Literally, there's like seven seven minutes of footage on there that's that's the requisite viewing. Um, yeah, and. And where were they? You made an interesting point where where uh, where Paris Hilton this launched pretty much launched. Who was she before that? I mean, she was an heiress. I don't I don't remember why was, I was interested. She was in a, the, somebody with a famous last name that her parents after that insanely rich. Now she's she's insanely rich. She brought, yeah, she makes clothing and she. She had a successful TV series, and she sell, she does she Donald Trumps it. She sells her name, you know. Yeah, like and, her parents. And that and that launched it. And yeah, and, and she now she's got her own brand from a porno tape and her TV show, and she's Parasil. I don't know how relevant she is these days, but she probably not, yeah. is still still selling to stuff be. to somebody yeah she doesn't need to be yeah, yeah. she's gonna inherit half a billion dollars or something where you know, at some point where does pamela anderson's and career fall on that list when when she did this was she she was she was pretty much yeah i think her they... career just sort of like sort of she never she it wasn't like oh how the mighty had fallen she'd reached her peak at like you know, Baywatch. basically Baywatch and then and then getting married and being to people and being a cele- celebrity and just, you know, doing bad movies and stuff. So I, I, I think it didn't didn't hurt at all or help. I think it was just sort of there in her career. It, 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 you know, she seemed to like sort of, I don't know, reform herself after that and just generally has had. Yeah, nobody, nobody really like. I don't know. I don't know if these days people really hold it against you as much. In the early no. days of sex tapes, people were like, "Oh my God, how shocking!" And now it's like, oh, I don't okay. think I don't think a sex tape can be shocking now, really. I don't. Not after don't Pam know. Anderson had full penetration. Once it, that, I mean, you know, there there were this always the rumored story. Like now, it does just doesn't seem as crazy as like you know Roman Polanski when the when the Manson murders happened. They they confiscated all these movies that he had of of all these celebrities having sex at his house and stuff and people are like ooh imagine if you got your hands on that and it's like then yeah now yeah it's a curiosity <laughs> I, 
<laughs> you know, that? it wouldn't be scandalous. It would just be like, oh, I'd like to see that those celebrities nude. Oh, that's a weird combination. So after you paid thirty dollars between four or five guys for the tape, what 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 did you were you were you glad that maybe you only paid five bucks for it, or were you did it get passed around? Yeah, it was or? ten dollars between three people. Oh, and okay. It got it did get passed around a lot. We watched it and then we just lent it to anybody else who wanted to watch it because we were never gonna watch it again. And it wasn't like it was a collector's item, it was a crappy runoff tape with a paper, you know, label attached to it. So it was you know, it was it, yeah, it went it went its way. It, it was funny when it got into the hands of, of my gay friends, they all had something to say about Oh like, yeah, I could bet they had they're just like, man, she is shitty at giving blowjobs. What the hell? She should be really good at it. She's no Paris Hilton at doing it, for God's sakes. And Paris Hilton's not is no well. Poor then again, either. Yeah, that, that you know. that's true. She but was I mean, just, uh, eighteen years old or nineteen yeah, yeah, years but old. That's, what do you that, expect? That's that that's that's the thing. Is it you know the the special thing about like. That's the thing about, like, if you had sex with a celebrity, you're going to just have boring sex, but you'll be able to say, hey, it was Paris Hilton or whatever. Yeah, you know, you, you get you get to put that notch on your headboard that it was Paris Hilton. Uh, you had me look up uh, one of my favorite white trashes of the uh, Tanya Harding. Oh, yeah, my and God. Jeff Galuli. Galuli. Yeah, that was... Uh, that, that was... I, a pretty a pretty fun one. You could listen and you could hear chickens clucking in the background. I don't yep. know if you caught the chickens clucking in the back, which either means they, they not were a, done. Not even a normal porno tape, a wedding. Uh, yeah, know, a wedding porno, porno. And, and, and a waterbed. Holy shit. I didn't know that waterbeds were even still a thing when they did that. I thought they had like been phased out in the late 80s or, or 90s. I had a waterbed. I never had sex on a waterbed, but I can't imagine even trying to 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 do that. And, and at least they had the the gumption, uh, the foresight to get a tripod and put it all the way across the room, so you would just see this squishing of the waterbed moving back yeah. and forth. And and yeah, America's America's favorite. Uh, although she was a, a stocky little girl, muscular. But uh, yeah, that the, the the wedding dress suit and everything. Also, out. stocky is in she would stock you and have your knees broken. <laughs> stock you and to... have and have your knees whacked with a uh, with a metal uh, rod, which which was a big deal back. And I can't remember this tape came out when when after she had done all that. I guess the the husband released it as kind of a revenge. Was it a revenge? Uh, early revenge porn. Early yeah. revenge porn, which is which is probably another show in itself. But yeah, there, there's a it that that's a whole that whole story when it came out just fascinated the hell out of me that that, that Well, cuz you don't expect the Olympics to have trashy stories and it was a total no. white trash. It was a total trailer park story. Oh, absolutely! It, just it went like, from just like, like the, the that that and the Amy Fisher story were both sort of at the same time. That was more like a, a Long Island, Staten Island, Long Island story. Lolita. But and yeah, and she ended up making a porn movie when she was much older, though, when she was in the milf phases. You can see Amy Fisher I, if you really want to having <laughs> having sex with somebody. It's there's awful. lots of pe- there's lots of people you can have sex see have sex. That you oh, really yeah. don't, and, you don't want to. Like you can yeah. see Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern show. 
And plenty and of look alikes, too. Vern Troyer, the mini-me, did a porno. Oh, yeah, that poor guy. Fucking that... Fred Durst from uh, Limp Bizkit. Oh, yeah, and, and, and you, you threw in Randy Quaid there. What whatever what happened to Randy Quaid? I think he was, was started he doing crazy? crystal meth. I think he got a girlfriend and they started doing crystal meth is what I the, think well, basically. Like not Randy, even joking. <laughs> yeah, the the Randy Quaid was was him putting a Rupert Murdoch mask on his girlfriend and pretending to like dry humper from the pack, but taking it rather seriously. Yeah, no, they it, they, 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 they took some crystal meth and they came up with this idea that made a lot a lot of sense to them and then they took the only the time and effort that someone on crystal meth would take to plot it out and plan it out and figure it out like an actor on crystal meth would and then present it concept that would meet that would just confuse everybody else but it unless maybe they were on crystal meth too Oh, he took it very seriously. Yeah. But he kind of cracking up toward the end there after he got it right. He had his vision. I mean, she had the, the eye holes. Well, it was when his the girlfriend told him to say her name, say, yeah. say his name. The, yeah. The, 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 the he, and I admit that would crack me up, too. Yeah. I'm surprised that, that, that he lasted as long as he yeah. did. Well, you've with, seen his current videos, right? He, he, what the fuck? Ha- is it still Crystal Meth? What the hell happened to him? I, I, was he always nuts? Maybe you... Yeah, maybe. he went on the run with his girlfriend, and they kept reporting back that there were these people called, like, yeah. the celebrity snuffers that were going to yeah, kill him. they were trying him, to kill him, you know? And that they had to go on the run in Canada, and what it turned out was it really... T- it sounds like it, but I don't know, maybe the celebrity snuffers set this up, but it sounds like they owed a lot of people money. They were getting probably Crystal Methy and owing people money and got that the taxes and maybe taxes and stuff and got out of the United States and are sort of driving around Canada living in hotels and smoking crystal meth. Now, maybe we touched on this before, but I, but I have to ask you, these type of videos, they're not shocking. You'd think they, would, they wouldn't have the shock value now unless they were totally... What would it take to for someone, what kind of person would it take to make one of these videos actually that they would that would shock you now would you say in this day and age that that there's there's nothing off limits because because you know I, I have to admit that the Paris Hilton one was something that that you know me being in my I mean I want to say 20, a religious leader but that wouldn't shock me no oh no wait no. wait that already happened yeah <laughs> No, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I really don't know. You know that that like wouldn't be like illegal or so. You know, horribly like a different kind of <laughs> crime than just like you know any 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 age of consent. Like I mean, I guess if if they were they were doing something especially super gross or kinky in it, maybe. But even then, I mean, everybody's sort of seen those on like, you know, the the like ogreish and rotten.com and stuff like that. So I guess it would be shocking if you saw like some, you know, favorite, very respectable actress pooping on someone's chest or something. <laughs> but it would have I would watch it. I'm there. Just just seeing their body parts and other body parts going into their body parts or 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 whatever would is i mean we have a a long list of it i mean 
We've seen we we've been able to if we wanted to see Hulk Hogan fuck Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. Oh, I, I didn't watch that one. What, that is, one's just it, got a better story around it. Is oh, Bubba the it? Love Love Sponge is a cuck, and he loves to have people fuck his wife. And he he asked Hulk Hogan, who's one of his idols, if he would fuck his wife. And Hulk Hogan, as a favor to Bubba the Love Sponge, as a favor, yeah, hey. yeah, decided to fuck his his wife. And sort of did it dutifully on camera, and then Bubba Love Sponge knowing it was going to get out. Bubba Love Sponge got it out through through Gawker.com and infamously bankrupted Gawker when when Hulk Hogan won like sued him for a hundred and fifteen million dollars or something, and they ended up having to declare bankruptcy. And I think Hulk Hogan got like thirty million dollars from him or something like that. That's a lot of take or vitamins that's and good, say that's your a prayers. Good, good, good price for fucking someone's wife. Hey, you know, good how many out. people do it for free? I mean, shit. I, I mean, mean, it was very similar to the Gene Simmons sex tape, which was very just like, oh, got to do this. All right. Hey, baby, come here. It's very, you know, like it basically Gene Simmons like tapes everything and records everything. So he's it's just like. All right, we got 30 seconds for a blowjob. All right, lay down. Here we go. We're going to do this, this, this. We're done. We're done here. That's <laughs> Simmons. Next, next, next. Yeah. Yeah, he's more, he's more into getting the video, the video logged and put on his shelf. He's more of like a, a collector <laughs> than, 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 a, than a sexual daredevil or anything like that. I, I think maybe... The only one that that I watched that maybe wasn't meant to get out, or was maybe the Tanya Harding Jeff Gluley wedding night one. I I think that is probably you had mentioned at first. I thought that maybe the Paris Hilton one didn't wasn't meant to get out, but but you uh, you changed my mind on that. I, yeah, that made not her buying that. Yeah, <laughs> but that one was. You know, with the chickens in the water, but I think that one was definitely your first. Uh, you had mentioned revenge porn. Uh, I, I I think that that was probably the one that wasn't really meant to get out. Every other one, and Hulk Hogan one, like you had said, but every other one that I had watched, I, I didn't see Screech from Saved by the Bell. Uh, it's all it's 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 stupid, and he definitely <laughs> meant that one. He was desperate for that one. He had a stunt penis in that one too. What? Yep, he had somebody come in with a stunt penis for him for that one. So he was, like, yeah. So yeah, the yeah, stunt yeah. penis will wrap itself in a little jacket and get set on fire so that it just, Streets doesn't have just, to have it done. All of a sudden, the, all of a sudden, it's a point of view camera shot, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I guess he's admitted to that. So yeah. A stunt stand penis. Stand in. Stand in. Well, I've heard of so hand models before. So the Screech sex tape is just basically Screech got some hookers to have sex with some other guy and he like lounges around a bathtub or something. Oh God. Yeah. And to yeah, the it thing was how... a, a desperate go on the way out. <laughs> just like China's is Screech's is desperate, but Screech wasn't like flaming out like um, China was. China was on drugs and you know very much like. Um, Oh, what was that one woman that died that had the TV, the reality TV show, Nicole um, Simpson? Mm-hmm. 
She's, you know, she was just a, tra- a train wreck. So the chi- China stuff, I didn't watch any of the China stuff for this, but I've seen it, seen bits of it in the past, and it was just like sad, you know. It was <laughs> so much of it. Somebody who was uh, like not in control. Just uh, the the last, the gasping for the last straw, you know, of of their career. But a lot of these weren't. I mean, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, you know, they, they decided to do it and put it out to try and maybe give their career a little bump. You said Paris Hilton did hers to start up her career. You know, Randy Quaid's just fucking nuts. Randy so, Quaid's just fucking crazy. So as a guy that's probably that's never going to get any any work anymore. I don't know. The, I don't remember the actor, the actress's name that's, that was that played Michonne, but but. Do you think that that people like that are, are con- how many actresses or actors out there? You think constantly live in fear that that something that they did Most in the early days is is gonna get out. Most but, of them, I think. I think a lot of people are trying to. Yeah, like the Michonne one is a perfect example of them. It's obviously. I never knew it existed. It's obviously before her acting career took hold. You know that sort of thing. Get some money type of thing and it's it's yeah it's unfortunate but like yeah but at the same point nowadays i don't think you have it's not something you have to i mean you can worry about it if it's going to embarrass you and and make you feel bad but as far as your career goes yeah imagine if if stormy daniels had a video squirreled away somewhere she'd probably end up floating in a river you know, because that would be one that I think that would really, really cause a fucking or maybe uh, not. Maybe yeah, it I don't think maybe, so. Maybe it'd be fine. As a matter you know? of fact, that was that's one of the things that never came true that every everybody. Oh, the everybody the minute Trump got elected, everybody said, well, in the next four years, we're going to see the president's dick. The Guaranteed. Russian P videos. In, in some way or another, one way or another, we're going to see the president's dick, and Trump has managed to keep his dick under wraps. Yep, and all we have is Stormy uh, Daniels' description so of little mushroom Just dick. like all the other presidents so far. Yeah, you yeah. Know, we've heard about LBJs, but it never got photographed and put out there as far as we know. I imagine those J. Edgar Hoover files got burned <sighs> at some point. Clint, Clinton's would have been a great tape. I get it. Clinton's one would have been one of the more likely ones to get out there if one was going to get out there. So if Clinton got through eight years without his without his dick seeing the light of it, then, then, you know, I think all the rest of the presidents are pretty safe. I don't know. I I have to be a little I have to be honest. I was a little disappointed when the Russian PP video never came out. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it ever. Well, I don't know. (laughs) I think if it exists, from what I pieced together from that story, I don't think it was as as incriminating as people thought. I think it would have been like people would have been watching it and just doing that dog tip your head sideways. And it sounded to me like they were in a room and they found out the Obamas stayed in the room. So they hired they they got the hookers to pee on the bed. (laughs) And there you have it. There you have it. You know, deep investigation from the dark web. I mean, that, think uh, about it. If that came out and people saw that and were like, "Yeah, he had hookers pee on Obama's bed," that would it would just be a news story for a couple of days, and it would be a, yeah. a joke, a joke and a meme. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't, 
wouldn't put a dent in anything as far as geopolitical politics go. In, in not, <laughs> or in popularity not, or unpopularity or anything. And else. as we look back at all of the ones that we've mentioned, and some of the ones we probably haven't mentioned, I have to say that it probably didn't put a dent in any of these. Uh, but Tanya Harding was already fucked up. <laughs> he was pretty much Yeah, Tanya done. Harding's but, career was yeah. as a skater, and that was pretty much it after that. So... So yeah, no, really I, no, no, really, none of these people got finished off by by the tape. Like, really, the closest was uh, Gawker got finished off. Yeah, for releasing the for tape. Hulk Hogan. I remember, so, Ki- like Kid Rock and the lead singer from Creed did a did a porno with some groupies that got out, and they were really mad at the the, the lead singer from Creed was ostensibly like Christian guy, so. <laughs> They were mad about that one, but I don't think it hurt either of them. No, I, I, I think that the days of anything shocking people where it's going to hurt you are pretty much over. And, and they were maybe over by the time you know we saw this. It, and, and, and it's so easy to find these things now. I know you think I'm nuts. We had a hell of a time trying to track down that uh, Paris Hilton one. Every website we went to wasn't it was a trick website. You know, this is the date before you know, X tube and X hamster and all that stuff. But yeah, we had a hell of a time. But but damn it, we had to. The gay fellows I lived with, they had to see it. So it was like the big. They probably enjoyed it more because she looked like yeah. a, she looked like a a nineteen year old boy. <laughs> she, she, really, she really wasn't too didn't. far off from a like you know kind of twinkland so you know uh, her and that that little crooked eye of hers i just want to kiss that little crooked eye now that she's like 39 i can i can go ahead and say that but when she was 18 i was younger then so i would probably been all right with that but, but man so i guess the golden age of the sex tape is pretty much behind us right now that everyone has cell phones and all that cameras on a cell it'll, phone. It's, well, it'll never be over. They'll always, I mean, we just had, um, what the hell did they call it? Like something, something apocalyptic, some sort of, some sort of where, where, where all those celebrities got their, the cloud, the cloud had a major compromise and all these, the the uh the fappening that's what it was called the fappening <laughs> happened there all the, there was a breach in the cloud and all these celebrity nudes and their their phones all got compromised and everybody got pictures and videos of all these famous actors and actresses and uh and Man, everybody's what? gonna and it was a big deal and everybody rushed and like settlements were made and stuff and everybody watched the videos so people always watch them they're just I just don't think they're ever going to be the scandal. The scandal in the fappening was that there was a compromise to the the cloud, you know, more more than, so like, than oh my on. god, these people are naked. <laughs> <laughs> I I think most people like casually, you know, I think a good chunk of people casually are making their own celebrities video, you know, their yeah. own home movie home movie videos, so I mean know, the world's like, the world's... yeah, so what? The world-famous Abraham Lincoln sex tapes. I mean, they didn't bring him down. I mean, come on. He's, you know. Those what, were what weird he... because he had to hire somebody to just stand there and draw like an <laughs> artist. <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> All I right. It's getting tired. Just a couple more minutes. A couple more minutes. All right. You can switch Just, now. Can, can we can can we get can we get the uh, the fluffer in here or whatever the equivalent yeah. for the fluffer was in those days? You know. Could Damn, you this, do a little this, extra work on the Lincoln log, if you know Jesus what I mean, when you purchase? Oh, God. Well, on, on that note, that's our, our short, quick, and dirty look at the celebrity uh, porn tape video. I like that which, we went out with Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, that was a that, that, that was a great one, you know, especially with the way Ken Burns um, illustrated it, you know, and narrated it. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite you know? part of the Civil War. Oh, Doctor yeah, I mean, too. when you throw in an Amanda Hunt Rose uh, uh, nod, you know, it, you know, look for it on PBS. That, that had, it, it truly is, truly is great, you know. It's one of the high points of the presidency. Yep. But, uh, there, yep. there. I never knew that wet-ass pussy was, a was, <laughs> came from Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, he was, he's filthy, you know, hard drinking Lincoln, they used to call him, you know, and yeah, he, he saved the union in more than, more than one way, and I uh, heard they called him pink sinking Lincoln. <laughs> it's, I can't think of, I can't think of his wife's name. <laughs> That's what I, I heard, I, anyway. There's a joke somewhere, if I could, I, I keep thinking of uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson's Hastings, his 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 slave lover, but that was too. There was no cameras back then. You know, they didn't have artists back then, for God's sakes. But um, I heard, I heard, I heard his porno novel started out with four scores in seven years ago. Mary Todd Lincoln, that was her name. You know, I was trying to think of. I was trying to think of of Lincoln's hot wife, or, or maybe she wasn't that hot from what I look. I mean, she looked kind of like Kathy Bates, right? Go home and sink in the Lincoln and Mary yeah. Todd. And maybe I'll look for some Kathy Bates um, sex tapes tonight. You know, that ought to really put a throw some cold water on the evening of, of watching uh, Pamela Anderson and Paris Tilton. Or maybe I'll watch Randy Quaid again. So there, 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 there's a. It's better a every time. The, well, yeah, yeah. Look at the quality of, of the long lost uh, art, or maybe the the still existing art, or the soon to come back art of the celebrity sex tape which the even the term tape is not even really relevant anymore yeah. you would have to to think of something else but there unless you have any closing arguments or anything that you want to have to say uh in closing nope keep it I, up, I, celebrities. I can't i can't recommend any of these except the lincoln one so so uh other than that we'll we'll be back next month with a with another fun oh. topic Oh, wait, you oh, got something. Uh, yeah, you can't tell them about the Lincoln video without giving them the name of it so they can find it online. It's called The Gettysburg Undress. <laughs> okay. I, I, uh, I, the man will, will, uh, will not remember, will, will not remember what was done here, but will forever, will not remember what was said here, but will forever, will forever remember what was done here. So, on, <laughs> on, I had to memorize the Gettysburg Address when I was a kid, and I've forgotten most of it. But anyway, if I had been able to watch the porno version, I probably would have remembered it better. But I, on on that note, I, I can't close. Uh, I, I, uh, I, it's good I, to have visual pictures along with the words to yeah, memorize it, stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. You'll that'll that'll definitely make it a lot easier when you look for Lincoln porn, which unfortunately I'm probably sure there is some Abraham Lincoln uh, porn tapes out there, and. Uh, with a top hat getting in the way or 
or uh, John Wilkes box instead of booth. Who knows? You but, think that's a stovepipe? <laughs> I look better with this beer. Do you know why? So I freed the slaves. Now I'm going to free little Lincoln. <laughs> This is this is getting really dark, folks. Uh, the, 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 there you have it. Um, stay tuned next next week for presidential porn next month. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if he we're did, lucky, if we're lucky. But he didn't beat it. And make if sure that happens, you turn off. If it happens, we'll be on the the scene. And turn off that camera tonight, for God's sakes! Don't leave it on. We don't want to see that stuff. Live stream it. Screwy Valley, hooey Hollywood, where any office boy or young mechanic can be a panic with just a good looking pan. And any barmaid, she can be a star maid if she dances with or without her fan. Hooray for Hollywood, where you're terrific. If you're even good Where anyone at all From Shirley Temple To Amy Semple Is equally understood Go out and try your luck You might be Donald Duck Hooray for Hollywood Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Future Freaks has been brought to you today by Damanzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U.